0: Welcome to the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited you're joining me today. I've got a great interview for you about uh, recruiting and how do you go out and find that next job that you might be looking for? Or what do you do if you're worried about your job or you've been laid off, you're unemployed right now? Uh, My guest today on the podcast is my friend Adam Posner. He is a uh, connector, he is a um, a recruiter, and he is the host of the POSCAST, P-O-Z-C-A-S-T. I've been a guest on his show a couple times. He's been on my show in the past, and um, this interview is part of a series that I did back in... Q2, uh, April, May timeframe of 2020, just after lockdown of COVID-19. And I wanted to create a resource to help people figure out, hey, what the heck is going on? How do we adapt to this new world of uh, virtual work? And uh, what do I do if my job has been eliminated or has been um, or is at risk? Uh, How do I think about the next steps in my career? And I did these live on LinkedIn, um, again, back in the April, May timeframe of 2020. And uh, I'm going back through some of the archives now, grabbing the ones that I think are still relevant and really valuable to you, the listener, who is looking for ways to own your career. And, of course, I created this podcast as a companion to my book, which is called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. Um, It's designed to help you stop drifting and take control of your future. The book is available on Amazon as well as on my website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com. Um, You can get signed copies there as well as uh, get the book, book orders. Uh, We have free resources on the website as well uh, that you can go grab, and we're adding more all the time. Uh, So get the book if you haven't already. And then if you're thinking about, well, how do I um, get to the next step in my career, then uh, this interview is going to be helpful. Now, just a quick note, again, we did record this live on LinkedIn. You're going to hear a little bit of background noise, kids coming in, um, stuff that we're doing uh, but the message is very clear throughout the middle of it. And I wanted to make sure I share this with you, especially uh, if you are thinking about where do I go in my career from here. Uh, this interview will give you some good ideas. All right. So, without further ado, here's my interview with Adam Posner, uh, host of the podcast. All right. We are live with Adam Posner, host of uh, Connection Conduit and host of the podcast, which I have been a guest on. Uh, I couldn't draft. even help
1: with this one. I couldn't even plan it any better.
0: I'm sorry. What do you Hold got? On. What do you got? Hold, you on. got kids Hold, on. In?
1: Hold on. I got two kids coming on here. Here's two number kids one. Coming
0: in. Mm-hmm. Here's number All right. one. we got kids coming in. I'm not on Hello. The I'm on the chair. <laughs> okay. I, I them out a out good here. chance that my kids would make an appearance at some point. It's almost. You, like, say, you wanna, This is to Oliver. You want to say something? Say hello. Hello.
1: Okay. 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 Hold on. Now we're moving wires here. All right. Daddy's got to go. Bye. All right. All right. Uh that was the introduction. That was
0: on time. We planned it. We could have planned it anyway. Hey, that was that was perfect. Uh my son <laughs> likes to come in and grab this microphone out of the thing and unplug it. And uh he came in like 20 minutes ago and grabbed it. And I was like, I know he's gonna walk off somewhere in the house and that mic is just gonna disappear. And then that I'm gonna have no happy. idea where it is. And I'm not going to be able to do this interview, but you know, all right, I uh, know. I, it's
1: an occupational hazard, and the kids are leaving right now. Uh, Andy, <laughs> I, I see, I see you're wearing a LinkedIn shirt. Bye, bye guys.
0: <laughs> all right, bye, buddy.
1: All right, there's a cameo, there's a family cameo. All
0: right, so the cameo is done. Uh, maybe more church. we'll see. We are live on LinkedIn with Adam Posner, Connection Conduit, recruiter extraordinaire, and host of the podcast, which I have been a guest on. It's a really popular show. I'd almost say cult following whenever I see you post about guests, just tons of engagement stuff going on on LinkedIn because you have such great conversations with people. You're so well connected. Uh, and uh, I know you've been doing some live broadcasts, and I've been doing some live. So it's great Fun. that we're finally able to. Bring our brands together for this live show today.
1: We are, and and I love our relationship, and I love our our synergy. Why don't you tell everybody our story
0: real quick for those who don't oh. know our, well, our love thank story? You. Thanks for taking over the show, Adam. So uh,
1: our show- <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem. Would you would you have two hosts on this show? I mean, no. I'll,
0: yeah, no, it's all good. I'll be the so, guest. I'll put my yeah. guest hat on. No, it is it is a great story. Uh, so, Adam, uh, you and I have been connected on LinkedIn for a while and following each other for you know, maybe a year or more. I don't know how long. Uh, And we were both at the LinkedIn Talent Connect conference.
1: 14 months, three days, 22 hours, 18 (laughs) minutes and 42 (laughs) seconds to be exact. I
0: remember your first message like it was yesterday. (laughs) Uh, We were were both at the LinkedIn Talent Connect conference in Dallas in, I believe it was September. uh, So about seven months ago, don't and uh, I had kind of made a last-minute decision to go, hoping to maybe connect with some people in talent development. I wanted to meet Josh Burson, who was speaking there. And uh, I wanted to see Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V speak because he was a, he's kind of a hero of mine. And uh, you and I met when we were both chasing Gary V down in, uh, in the hallway because during some of the sessions, he was doing a LinkedIn Live. And uh, we know both looked on our phones and saw he was live on LinkedIn and went running to find him and, uh, you know, shook his hand, took a picture with him. Uh, What I didn't know until, you know, you and I stepped aside from Gary, he walked off and you and I started talking and I don't think we stopped talking for like seven hours. No, it's awful. (laughs) But you told me the whole story about how you had worked for VaynerMedia, been fired by Gary V himself, you know, left with some parting knowledge and wisdom that allowed you to go go off and start your own
1: recruiting business
0: and become the man that you are today. Um, But Uh, then he also talked about you in his keynote in front of 4,600 people. uh,
1: 4,600
0: yeah, (laughs) 32. 32. Are you a numbers guy? No. (laughs) Amazing. It was just such an amazing experience. And then we hung out all night at the uh, the big reception where four thousand people were, and uh, every time people came over, I introduced you as the guy who was fired by Gary V, and you I were like it. the head of the party. It yeah, was amazing. I, own it.
1: I mean that that was that was definitely a cool story. Um, and 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 just in turn, you know, Andy and I, you know, like to toot your horn a lot. I mean, we're on that same page. We're on that content journey. You and I both do things the right way. We build from the heart. We build from a place of authenticity. We understand community, and we also know how to showcase other people which in turn shines a light we shine a light on them and in turn it shines a light on us and i don't want to put words into your mouth but the content that we build the shows that we do for me i'm getting an education i'm building my own course i'm having the
0: expert experts on that i want to engage with yeah yeah i agree completely you know i you with the post with the podcast you know i've got my two shows the main one is the talent development hot seat and you and I were messing about the other day. I posted this week that it passed 100,000 downloads, which is incredible. A, it's amazing, right? It's, it's fantastic. It's a big number. But like, I, I really wouldn't care when I started it. I was like, I don't care if anybody listens to this. I'm going to interview all the people that I want to interview and connect with them and learn from them and build my network. And still like 100,000 is amazing. But even if nobody had listened to it, I would have so many benefits from all the connections I made. A million percent. Uh, all the things I've learned about talent development. I, I feel like I'm I'm pretty knowledgeable now because of all the people I've talked to. And I always tell people this: like, how do you become an expert? You either do the work for thirty years, you read a ton of books, or you just interview all the other experts, and then you know, boom, you just absorb all of their knowledge, exactly. and then you become an expert yourself.
1: Do you ever have this feeling when you think, first of all, hundred thousand is absolutely incredible. Do you ever kind of put it into context and say like, you know, two Rose bowl stadiums or something crazy like that? Like, you know, just think about the sheer number of people. Like, you know, when, when I crossed that 10,000 mark, I like well, close to 12,000 mark. When I crossed that 12,000 mark, the first thing I thought was, I was like, Oh my God, I just filled the hockey arena. Like everyone in this hockey arena listened to a show of mine. Um, and, and it kind of, it kind of, like put it into context. Cause you think of it like on a show by show basis. Um, yeah. But for me, one of the things you kind of hit the nail on the head, I, I've started well, not so much started cause I've gotten a couple of them before um, where people are reaching out to me, people who listen to the show and they're saying how much value they got from the guests. And for me, that's, that's all that matters. Listen, I'm not going to be Joe Rogan. I don't think you're going to be Joe Rogan. You know, no. we're not going to have zillions of downloads. And that's not really what it's about. It's about adding value, entertaining no. and, you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to say it, it's not even selfishly, but like for us, it's that's how I learn. I'm not a book reader. I used to be before kids, but I, I learned through experiences. I learned through conversations and osmosis.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. And uh, I learned from all that. Uh, and it's just, it's it's all a great journey either way. And we're, we're getting to touch a lot of people, network with a lot of people. Um, you know, I mentioned the, the Gary V story and, uh, you know, how you were let go by him, and I know he gave you. I think you said he gave you some great advice on the way out. I actually posted this morning to ask people for their best career related advice. Oh,
1: I, meant, I meant to write. I meant to post on that, but I wanted to post something that wasn't Gary v related.
0: Yeah. Oh, and related to that too, I do want to say that you, know, you talked about the way we do things. Right, we are po- putting other people up. We're always trying to add value on social media, and we're both also creating a lot of com- uh, content, right, to try to create value and get attention and all that stuff. Uh, you did a fantastic job of just milking that and, and creating a lot of content around that whole Gary V thing, which I thought was oh, great. I, I got my, I got my money's worth. Yeah. You got Gary money's worth. You took the YouTube video, all that stuff. you proud uh, of it. Look, That's he would do the same thing. He would told me he saw that video. Oh, I saw him. He's like, hundred percent. I'm, I mean, I follow him. I read his slideshow on like how to take one thing and turn it into 64 pieces of content. I'm practicing that all the time. I'm learning from him. I'm learning from you. That's why I follow oh, all these people on social media, you know, had uh, rich Cardona on, you know, the live the other day, learning from him with video stuff. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever we can learn. We mentioned you by the way, in that live, of course. Um, I got my plug, but going back to the career advice, because I'm, I, I posted this morning, asked people for career advice and I'm putting this in uh, the end of the book that I'm writing right now about owning your career. Uh, what, what advice did he give you? And is there any other, what's like the best career advice you've received?
1: Yeah. So the the advice that Gary gave me, and just for your audience on my way out the door, when Gary and I were talking about, you know, my future and what that would look like, he said, stop focusing on the things that you suck at and double down on your strengths. And you could take that on the surface level in, in a couple of different ways. You know, some people will advocate at, at different stages of your career. There's certainly a value to focusing on things that you're not strongest at. But for me at that point of 35, you know, it was like, am I going to go back and try to fix so many things that like, the learning curve, the time spent into it wouldn't pay off. Or do I focus on those things that I'm really good at and double down? And that's exactly what I did. And, and that's what led me to the world of recruiting and uh, you know, pretty, pretty good success up until about four weeks ago. Um, but that's a story for another time. But for me, you know, the, if I take away the Gary V advice, the strongest piece of advice that I received, and it was more of a conversation and a walk to be actually, to be, to be uh, specific. So In 2006, I joined a little company called Sirius Satellite Radio. That was before it was Sirius XM, Pandora, Spotify, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, And I had an incredible mentor uh, and supervisor. Her name was Debbie Ernst, who I give a big shout out to now. And on my first day there at Sirius, I put my stuff down and she said, okay, we're going to go for a little bit, a little walk. And she literally took me through three floors of the company and she introduced me to almost every single person there. Hmm. And she said to me, It is absolutely critical from the janitor up to the CEO. And you see people say this expression all the time, how important it is to know everybody and treat everyone with respect and care because you don't know who you're going to meet on your way up and you don't know who you're going to meet on your way down. (laughs) Hmm. And that was a cornerstone in something I already started early in my career, but the value of relationships, the, the value of that and not treating people as transactional items right? But really understanding the value of the relationship. Uh, and that's a core fundamental belief and practice that I put into every job that I've had.
0: I love that. I love that. And I, you know, the network is so huge. I talk about it all the time, your internal network, your external network, you never know where things are going to go. You never know what's going to happen and you got to have people that you can call.
1: Yeah. And let's talk about that for a little bit. The value of that network, especially now during these times, um, you have to rely on your network. There are people in your network who may have opened jobs if you're out of work. There are people in your network who are going to be reaching out to you. And now's the time to double down on those relationships and check in with people. I mean, i kind of been playing like LinkedIn roulette, and I've been scrolling through my contacts. And if someone comments on a thread, and I'm like, oh, I haven't spoken to Mike in two years. I'll, I'll send them a sidebar. Hey, how you doing? How's yep. life? How's the family? How are you holding up during this time? Yep. And just being genuine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to come back to that um, take a step back and talk about you know where we are right now with regards to the economy, the working world, coronavirus, you know all that stuff. Um, what are you seeing? Because you you run a recruiting business, you talk to a lot of people. Um, oh, see here goes my little guy to try to steal my mic. No, no, I, I know it. they're they're vicious. Nobody, they're vultures. I, I need the mic right now. I'm I'm using it right now for.
1: for you cannot interview. take daddy's mic. You cannot
0: anything else you can't take my mic please you can't take the computer no 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 I, I, need, it. No, no. I need it right now no, no, no. stop buddy, buddy please please, please. this is reality TV so I'm going to step in now and I'm going to take on. over the okay. Andy Stort Show I'd like to thank
1: everybody for joining us today I'm Adam yeah. I am hijacking the Andy Stort Show while he is dealing with a internal situation with his internal employees Um i think we have to call hr on him i think we have an employee con yeah he's, we have just, an he's unruly
0: he's out of control um, but going back and to he's the also question, not dressed appropriate for work he is you're, not dressed you're, work appropriate right now i'm getting more likes right now than i've ever like gotten <laughs> you're,
1: you're a recruiter right you're pandering. You're, you're pandering with the kids i am a recruiter
0: you work with a lot of people um what is going on in the economy right now with regards to like jobs and businesses <laughs> It's scary it's absolutely frightening right now
1: because there are companies there are companies that are hiring and he's stealing the mic <laughs> just 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 lock him out just, he just, wants
0: just... the mic so bad what what the... The... <laughs> lock him away the mic. this My is reality tv hot.
1: people this is real this is what this is what oh, work oh, from home sorry. is life right now for so many of us and you know, in the past this used to be unacceptable. Literally, you right. would get on business oh. calls and if your kids ever stepped into the screen, you yeah. would be ostracized like it would That's be the right. end of the world. But now it's yeah. common practice where it's like almost almost a, a comedy break, right? It's like a moment of levity.
0: It's like and normally yeah, I was going I've been saying that too lately that I used to be so uh, uh, right. Anxiety ridden or mortified, like, oh my god, my kids are coming in in the middle of an interview, and now it's like, ah, whatever, they're here. But usually, it's not trying to grab the mic in the middle no, of the interview it's... and disrupt.
1: If my if if my kid wasn't kicked out, he would be all over this place. So, getting yeah. back to what we were talking about before the current state yeah. of the economy. I mean, it's absolutely frightening right now. Um, I mean, the jobless rates are approaching what thirty percent, which is I I can't even fathom that. Um. Mm companies are furloughing, letting people go. There are some companies that are super commendable where they're in the financial place where they could really, um, you know, hold it down. They could keep their employees, they could keep their benefits, or maybe it's a reduction, a temporary reduction. But the fact of the matter is there's so many people across so many industries, hospitality, restaurants, travel, tourism, uh, retail that are out of work. Now let's talk about HR uh, recruiters. There's tremendous because no one's hiring. They do not need us, but you know, you could literally go on LinkedIn. They're posting every day all the companies that are hiring. They're showcasing them. They are putting them in the forefront too. There's um, priority hiring. There's a whole bunch of cool things that LinkedIn is doing. Now, the question is going to be, if you're out of work, are you open enough to say, hey, maybe for the time being, maybe for the next year or two, I have to take a sidestep in my career and do something a little bit different to put food on the table?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you, you know, for people that are either laid off or especially for people that are they still have their job, but they're thinking like this could be coming. Like they're definitely worried. What sort of steps should people be taking right now to prepare for whatever could come?
1: Yeah. Uh, so there's a couple different schools of thoughts to that. So if you um, I mean, we're talking. We're, we're talking, I mean, for the sake of argument, we're going to talk professional, the, the, the white collar, yeah, white collar corporate world. Uh, of right. Of we're, going to call, we're going to talk corporate world for a little bit. There's a couple things you could be doing. First, you have to put yourself in a position to be at the top of the list of any job that you're going to apply for. Right. And there's a few different pieces to that. One, making sure that you are as relevant and qualified as possible. Now is not the time to be reaching for jobs because companies and recruiters, are not interested in that. They're looking for the cream of the crop because let's just be honest about this there are a lot of good people who lost their jobs. Mm. So this isn't four weeks ago where it was a candidate market where people that are currently employed had an edge, right, where they could command higher salaries, they could command higher titles. Um, people that were in between jobs had a fighting chance. If you were in between or out of a job right now before this happened, it's tougher. I mean, that's the reality yeah. of it. It's tougher because the market is now flooded with really good, really good A-plus list people who are on the market. Yeah. So, you got to position yourself. You got to utilize your network. You got to put content out there because, as a recruiter, I'm going to be looking to see if you have any thought leadership. How are you engaging on the platforms? Are you putting your own thoughts out there? If you have time right now and you're an industry leader and you're not putting out content, you are missing a golden opportunity. Mm. And I'm not saying it to be like a course, I'm not selling courses, I'm not selling content. I'm telling you, as a recruiter, yeah. what gets
0: noticed. Yeah. I'm really glad to hear you say that because. I have been talking to people about that. I talked about that in my book too. And I and I have talked to a couple of recruiters about it. I know I talked to you about it as well. Um, and I want to go back to clarify something you said. Now's not the time to reach. What I understand you saying is a few weeks ago when the economy was booming before coronavirus, you could aspire and say, you know, I'm not really qualified for this job, but I'll give it a shot. I Maybe I'll get the interview and I'll impress them because they're look just the looking call. for anybody talented that they can raise up. But now they have so many people to choose from that it's going to be harder to make that reach. You should really stick with jobs that you're qualified for. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I would say a little
1: bit closer to your swim lane right now. If you're looking for a success metric, um, you're going to have a much higher batting average, you know, staying in your league. And I, I mean that in the nicest way. And And you have to look long term and short term here. This is a short term situation. Yeah. Right? If you need a job and you need to stay in your industry, like you might even have to take a sidestep. Uh, you know, you might even have to take a lateral move or, dare I say it, a small step backwards. I mean, to put food on the plate and yeah. to have benefits. I mean, that's a, ter- I mean, three weeks ago, I mean, four weeks ago, we couldn't even think about a conversation like this. Right. And, and now you know. we're talking about going on the defense. So there's defense and offense, right? You could be offensive with your, Strategy. You could be offensive with your content, offense with your network building, but some things you might have to be a little bit more conservative.
0: yep <laughs> I lost you for a second there. Yeah. yeah some yeah, things you may be more conservative where you're going. Um, but let's talk about the um, content creation. We'll come back to networking. So, content creation. There's a lot of entrepreneurs out there like you and me who are creating content on a regular basis who understand the, the value in creating a personal brand. It's still, you know, in you and I, in our world, it seems like everybody, but it's still a very small percentage of entrepreneurs out there.
1: It is. We've had this conversation. I mean, we're talking, you and I are like the 0.5% of all of LinkedIn
0: that literally does this every
1: single day. That's why That's we right. have a
0: competitive edge. And and does it with integrity. So that's really like this. And who does
1: it with matching
0: shirts? I mean, <laughs> that's right. these are our LinkedIn shirts. I these chose shirt from the LinkedIn Talent Connect conference, Mindset yeah, Culture um... Champion. Uh, there it is, LinkedIn Talent. Shout out to LinkedIn. Uh, shout out to great, LinkedIn StreamYard. Yeah, it was a great conference back to uh back when you great were allowed food. to go to them, right? I don't know how oh, they really served We we had yeah. the
1: conversation. How they anyway.
0: Yeah, and Continue. great and great speakers, you know. Gary V, obviously. Uh, we saw uh, Michelle Obama. El, Dean El from, yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. So let's go back to the content creation. Cause like you said, we're, we're, we're top percentile, you know, for entrepreneurs, working people, employees, W2, you don't see very many people at all thinking about doing this. But what you're saying is, first of all, if you got the time, now's the time to start thinking about creating content. But second of all, and I've, kind of had this theory that I wanted to confirm with you because I haven't worked as a recruiter, but a recruiters going to go and look at your profile, but they're also going to see what kind of content you're putting out there to see how much you know about a certain subject, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to eliminate someone if they have no content. Not everyone's as active on the platform. Right. Right. And, but what I will ask you on the phone is, you know, questions on how do you stay in touch with trends? You know, how do you stay up to date on your industry? How are you learning? and you know you could sift through that pretty, pretty quickly i like to see the, the the number one skill that i look for and i think a lot of employers look for is is um being inquisitive right okay. i think it's a very under talked about underrated skill being inquisitive means that you're always striving to find out the why the how being a natural problem solver. Now I could kind of get to that during a conversation. You know, I've been doing enough interviews to really get to that. But if a candidate's proactive, and I can tell also by the type of questions that they ask me. Yeah. Right. And they're going boilerplate. Are they asking about the the benefits and the ping pong tables? Or
0: are they asking yeah.
1: me, you know, what's what does success look like in this role? What, you know, what's the culture? I hate that question. Um, <laughs> you know, what you know, questions about, ask, you know,
0: i am am a I'm a Culture champion.
1: Yeah, so, and I'm a finder of keepers, so I need to find people that we want to keep. I mean, that's that's, right. that's what we do here. That's but right. people who ask good questions and asking a good question. I mean, you and I know where host is. Um,
0: it's a good skill. It's important. Yeah, curiosity is such a great and underrated skill for leaders, uh, for anybody that that's coming into a role like that. And and to your point, like you never know what's going to come in the future. And I think companies more than ever want people that can adapt, right, and change um and upskill or whatever you want to call it for the future of work mm-hmm. and that's going to mean like the, how interested are you in continuing to learn and that's where i always see if you're in the corporate space you don't plan on going on your own uh, but you want to create content create a personal brand i always think it's it's great to, to use that to showcase how you're always learning so sharing articles books you're reading trends that you're following things like that yeah
1: and and it's so interesting too because i mean you just literally hit five starters five content starters right there yep. um, it's okay to repost an article that you saw, but add your point of view on top of that, right? Like, don't just share it with the headline. Add your point of view and how it directly relates to your industry, and have a strong point of view, one way or yep. another. Don't be vanilla on right. there. Um, right. Interview a thought leader. Interview a coworker, right? Maybe a superior. Maybe your boss during this time. Maybe you tape a Zoom call, right? Streamyard—the the free version of Streamyard—you could download stuff too. Uh, there's so many things. Talk about a book that you're reading. Yeah. You know, record a couple minute book review. There's so many things that you could do. Right. Spotlight somebody else. You know, do like a mock interview like hey, listen, this is my review of Bill Gates and there's so many things you could do.
0: Right. You know, I I've mentioned that to a couple people and I've rarely seen it done, but I think the book no. report is underrated on social media. I see people sharing articles. I rarely do I see people saying, "Hey, I read this book. This is what I think." And I remember oh, it's back, underrated. So underrated. Yeah, my friend John Hernandez did that, who I interviewed on the show a, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, he got a ton of engagement on his post. And basically all he said was, I just finished reading this book on leadership. I forgot what book it was. This is what I thought about it. Here's why you should check it out. And he got tons of likes and comments from people that were interested, that had read it. Uh, and he didn't have to create his own content, right? He's basically just saying, I read this book. Here's what I thought. And you could do that with every... I don't do that enough. I read a lot of books and I don't do that enough. I think it's a great thing to put out there.
1: Yeah, I mean let, let let's kind of spin that a little bit. Let's take it a step deeper. Say there's um an author out there and and we're not talking about a mega celeb right there. We're saying like maybe it's a business leader or somebody in your industry. Yeah and you write a book report on them and you tag them, there's a very good chance that they are going to see it and they will be so appreciative of it. You could probably spin that into an offline conversation an online podcast actually connect with them. It's a great biz dev tool. Think about it that way. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Like my podcast is my number one biz dev driver on a few different fronts. Number one, I'm getting audience and reach and branding. Number two, it is a lot easier and I'm being, and that's an understatement for me to ask a potential biz dev target for 45 minutes, one hour to come on my podcast and talk about themselves versus responding to a cold email or a cold phone call any yep. day of the week.
0: Yeah. Free one, tip for anyone
1: out there. Yeah.
0: That's one of the things you and I bonded over because we, we were both kind of doing the same thing using the podcast to build our network and connect with people. And uh, the book report is underused. And uh, look, we all have these skills from all the book develop book reports we did as kids, and we're just we're just letting them go to the wayside. I haven't done a book report in twenty years. <laughs>
1: I don't read that much anymore, man. Um, Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. I- uh i like to read one book a summer usually like a pool book you know what i mean
0: okay all right let's let's go to the networking thing because you just you gave a nice entry to that and by the way for anybody who is watching live right now uh, feel free to drop a comment um drop a question in the chat we'd be happy to answer that uh bill Mateus just said share what you learn absolutely um, oh, Bill's cool. Hi, bill. and, and then you're just you're spreading the love right sharing You if you're learning interesting things you like the article book you read and you want other people to learn from it, like share it. You know, you're not even making it. I already did the heavy lifting. Already read the book. Yeah, you already exactly did all the work. Um, so go on to the networking thing. You you had a nice transition to that by talking about how you've used the podcast, the podcast. I've used my podcast um, to build the network. Why is it so important to work on building a network now versus waiting until you need it? I mean, I think right now is a prime example of
1: that. If you're starting from scratch right now versus those who have an established network that they could that they could lean on and lean into, um, I'll give an example. Like say there's an open opportunity in your field and it's literally a needle in a haystack and you put in the work and you're connected within your industry. Even if you don't know that decision maker firsthand, there's a very good chance you know someone who does know that person firsthand who might be able to put in the good word. And sometimes it's literally, and I'm not even BSing here. It's literally as someone putting in a good word and vouching for you. If I trust Andy, right, and Andy is vouching for Sue,
0: I'm going to believe Andy and Sue's going to get the job. Yeah, absolutely. And if Sue has all
1: the other pieces, obviously.
0: Sure. And I've made a lot of introductions for people, even if I didn't know them that well. Uh, and I'll, I'll usually put a caveat and say like, Hey, I haven't worked with this person, so I can't vouch for their work, but they're, you know, I can vouch for their character. They're a good person. I think it's worth an interview. I think it's worth a conversation. And that kind of gets you to the front of the line, you know, same as like, I could go out and if I want to hire somebody, a freelancer to do some work for me, I could go on Upwork and sift through thousands of resumes, or I could just say, Adam, who does your, your graphic design for your podcast? It's great. I want to hire that person. Boom, done.
1: And you hit something a nail on the head, get to the front of the line. And I think that's something that we have to kind of be mindful of right now. The lines are metaphorically and literally, like literally around the block, right? Yeah. Um, how do you get to the head of the queue? How do you give yourself the advantage? How do you be at the top? Because right now, while we're looking out for our fellow man out there in our community, when it comes to jobs, we got to be looking out for ourselves right now.
0: Yeah. And how do you it's get to fact the front? Of the line? You know people, right? You have connections. People, you know people. People right. know you. That's going to get you to the front. Um, we got a question from Michael Thompson uh, for Adam. I'm reluctant to add content for the reason I might upset my audience. I don't want to turn people away with the wrong opinion. What do you say to that? That's a really interesting one. If you could back up your opinion with
1: facts, and you are not being insulting, rude racist or extremely confrontational political stick to your guns or politically. Yeah, I, I always stay away from political, right? There's yeah. no place. Stay away from in. Politics, Save course. that for Facebook. Yeah. Right. Like stay away from that. But if you could back it up with facts and prove it and be like, listen, I believe this because of X, Y, and Z X, Y, and Z are facts, personal and professional experiences. And I could back it up with firsthand knowledge Then stick to your guns, man. And put it out there. Listen, you, in order to get eyeballs and attention, you're not going to do that by being vanilla. You have to poke the bear sometimes, and if you're poking the bear with
0: facts, then you could you could rely on that. You have something to fall back onto when people start trolling you. I agree, and I think if it's if it's not something offensive, and you just make it right. clear that it's your opinion, then you know it's not a bad thing. For just for example, we were talking about books, right? A couple different CEOs recently recommended me asked from book recommendations. They mentioned The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek, his newest book. I haven't read it yet. I've heard great things about it. Um, I go to Amazon last night to look it up as mostly five-star reviews, but one of the top reviews is somebody who left like a two-star review basically is like, I think this is not, this is not good because of these reasons, backed it up, totally respect your opinion because Simon Sinek stuff is not going to be for everybody. Right. But they took a stand and gave an opinion and said like, I didn't really like this, but you know, you might, or you might say, uh, if you're recommending a book or an article, this might not be for everybody. But I sure loved it. Just like Gary V. Yeah, not for everybody, but I love him. He's not for
1: everybody. Right. And I think it was you that told me it was kind of interesting, too. Before the talk, you you said to me that, like, you said, it was you, I believe. You said, but I." there's so many people out there, and especially in this audience, have no clue who Gary V. is. Right. We know him because we're in his eco-chamber. We're in his yep. ecosystem, right? Um, and then literally during the, during the thing, he goes, who here knows me? And literally, it was less than half the
0: people. It was like 20%. Raise their hands.
1: I was shocked. And I was like, oh, I was shit. too. I was like, "Anthony like, yeah, just said that. And it happened. Yep. Yep.
0: 100%. Yeah, we talk about that part. Yep. Um, Bill made a great point too: trust in your authenticity. Uh, Because, you know, you're being yourself. Like we have to be our authentic selves. We talked about sharing content, you know, you know, posting with integrity. Uh, Joseph Quall said, and be open and flexible to opinions. We have something to learn from everybody. That's another interesting yeah. point too, right? Like we may not have it all figured out. We We can be open, no. share an opinion, and then listen to what other people have to say.
1: It's hard, too, because, you know, as I develop myself into a podcast host and I guess a personality there, too, like I'm not going to be right. I'm not. And I'm, I, you could ask my wife. I'm, I'm definitely not right most of the time. Um, and people will call me out on that. And that's fine. And I welcome a, a conversation and debate, which is totally cool. And I tell you, like, I just tell you things from my perspective and my experiences. They right. may not be yours. You know, everyone's different. Right. I mean, it's a big difference between we're not talking about math problems here. Like some things are subjective. Some things are live in that gray area, right. especially when it comes to HR and talent. There's good advice, bad advice and everything in between. And it depends how you take it and what you do with it.
0: Yeah. And how do you know what's right and what's wrong? I mean, certainly you could try to search for data. You and I could probably have a debate right now about whether companies should be contracting or doubling down during this economy. And like everybody can have their own opinion. And it's going to really depend on the specific situation anyway. Um, I know we got to wrap up in a minute here. Uh, Danny Brown said, wrong opinion is kind of oxymoronic. I'm a firm believer. Your opinion is yours. Be honest right. and be polite, right? Be authentic. Yeah, share your I, opinion. I like that. Yeah. Um, so we got to wrap things up here, Adam. Last question um, for anybody out there who is, you know, looking to get to the next level in their career, um, you know improve things, take real ownership of their career. We've talked about building a brand and a network. Uh, What's one more piece of advice you would give?
1: Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head there with owning owning your career, really being your own champion. And it's understanding the fact that no one you have to take your own responsibility. So there's two parts. One, taking responsibility for your career growth, making the right moves, taking that first step. And the second part is really self-awareness and understanding where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are and just being aware of them when you're applying for jobs, when you're in your current position. And that takes vulnerability, that takes openness, that takes taking a step back. And I hope right now um, we could all take that moment, right? I mean, we've never had a moment like this collectively as as a as a race, on this planet to just take a pause, to reflect, to understand that we're all in the same boat and we should be grateful and uh, making the best out of a bad situation. Easier said than done, right?
0: Yeah. It has to do with your mindset, your outlook. um, And like you said, self-awareness, understanding who you are and how you respond to certain things. And you mentioned vulnerability, which is important. And it reminded me that another thing we bonded over was mutual love and admiration for a woman named Claude Silver who is the chief heart officer of VaynerMedia, who is like just the queen of vulnerability and authenticity and everybody should be following her on social media. So I just wanted to give her a shout out, uh, Adam, for anybody who wants to follow you, uh, where should they go?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, Adam J. Posner. There's another Adam Posner there who is my Australian doppelganger namesake. He's actually my new pen pal. He's incredible. He checked in on me the other day. Uh, Adam Posner, Australia, big shout out to you. Awesome. Uh, but you could find me at theposcast.com, P-O-Z, thepodcastcom uh, NHP talent group for all recruiting stuff. Thank you, Andy.
0: Love it. Well, thanks for coming on, Adam. Uh, this was a little bit short notice. We got it together. We had cameos from three out of of our four collective children <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it was fun all around. So, uh, thanks again for coming on, man.
1: Awesome. Andy, thank you, brother.
0: Take care.